Well, this week is the Super Bowl. So today we are talking about sports. How should Christians think about sports? Uh, are they a healthy thing for our community or have they become a god? And we're also going to talk about sports betting. Is that okay or not? Let's get into it. Welcome to Sage Reverie, a podcast where we seek to live well and live wisely. I'm Mike Wilson. And I'm Wes Smith. We live in the great state of Wyoming, and each week, from a biblical perspective, we discuss a trending topic and what others are saying about it. If you're using these episodes for your group, there are discussion questions in the description. And for more information about our ministry, visit church307.com. So... Hello, I am Mike Wilson. I'm sitting here with Wes Smith, the sage himself. Wes sure. is a Broncos fan. <laughs> yes, I am. So uh, it is. Proud with my orange water bottle today. I'm still, but yeah. man, we've. I think it's been six since 2016 since yeah. we've had a winning season. Since you had Manning himself. Yes. Uh, Things have not gone too great no, for you No, not gone as well. Not gone as well. Yeah. I'm a big Chiefs fan, and so it's gone better for us. Yes, you've had a good run. Yeah. You drafted Michael Jordan. We did. That worked out well. Got lucky. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. He uh, he has treated us well. Sports, I, I'm I'm a sports guy. Like, I yeah. love watching sports. Probably my primary sport that I watch is the Chiefs football, NFL football. I also... Big Kansas Jayhawk basketball yeah, fan. We've had a, we've had a, I'm, I'm a Jack fan, so we've had a good run. Yeah, we have had a good run. Yeah, we, when yeah. we're talking about basketball, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, right. Yeah. That's different, shit, though, but not quite as good. Yeah. I I grew up in a house where, uh, Dad, I love you, but uh, the Jayhawks might have been our second god. Okay, it it it, it took precedent over just about everything. Hmm. It maybe still does a little bit too much, Ooh. but uh, my grandma, I remember growing up, my grandma hated sports to the core. If anybody was watching uh, sports in her home or a home she was in, she would literally go unplug the TV and steal the cord. Like, really? She hated it. If huh. you if you watch sports at all, she thought all sports watching was across the line. Across the line. You're worshiping those guys. Stop okay. worshiping those guys on that court. Yeah. It's not... It's not okay. Uh, so today we're going to kind of talk about how have we done in balancing sports? Do, do you feel like, is it okay for a Christian to even cheer for a competition or are we meant to be more gentle and kind and respectful? Like how should Christians moderate all the biblical advice about being uh, gentle with mm -hmm. this competitive culture? Mm-hmm. That we are in. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to come pretty pro sports. Okay. Right. Like I've, I've preached the sermons about priority and, uh, you know, I get it that just like everything else in our life, we can get out of whack, but, uh, boy, I, I actually think sports have brought a lot of positive things for our culture. And I do not think when, when, Jesus talks about meekness or gentleness or those kind of things. That is that is not the context that he's yeah. referring to. Yeah. That, that those two aren't relative to each other. So meekness right? is not weakness. So, no, yeah. and and competition, the idea of competition is nowhere in scripture. Yeah, referred to in a, in a, in a negative light. Yeah, you got Paul so, talking about fighting the good fight. Yeah, running the race, fight yeah. the good fight. Absolutely, it's a th th these things were. Thought of positively yeah. in Paul's world. He so. says, I beat my body and I make it my slave. Yeah. When I look at the- That's some real life conditioning, it sounds like to me. Holy yeah, cow. He did not hold back. No. You assume at that point of his career too, 
career. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you assume at that point in his life, he is beaten. Yes. Like, you, you talk about all the stonings yeah. and beaten yeah. with rods and yeah. shipwreck and all the things that had happened to, yeah. uh, to Paul by this time. He knew what beating his body right. looked like. And right. he's like, right. The, the body is a tool that I will use to accomplish a yeah. greater good. And when you hear a description of what God is doing in our world, um, one of my favorite passages in scripture talks about uh, God is, in revelation, God being victorious and he is worthy to open the scroll. And it, it, all through scripture, you see this picture of God being the victor. He is the champion. And so part of the reason why we get so excited about our faith is we believe we're on the winning team. Yeah. Like we read the back of the book type yeah, stuff and right, we win right, in the right, end. Right, and so, right, 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 um, right. yeah, our debt, our God is definitely not a weak, passive right. God, right. the way a lot of people think of him as being, right. um, but he is gentle mm-hmm. and he is kind. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I, I think when you talk about the balance of sports and life, I see this moderation, this need for moderation, Mm-hmm. All the way through scripture. Absolutely. In every arena. Let's not swing yeah. the pendulum. Yeah. Right. Let's right. just recognize the value of both. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good. Good can be made into bad if if it gets right. Yeah. Dysfunctional in, in ways that it does become an idol or God. But you you look at you look, you put children together. Yep. In a yard. Yeah. What are they going to do? They're going to yeah. play a game. Yeah. They're going to they're going to compete. They're 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 there is within us this creativity and this desire for recreation that that uh, God speaks about of himself I believe in in job mm. uh that that I, I I just think that's a god-given desire and yeah. part of us and of course we take like sex like lots of things we food you know we can make good things bad of course but let's not rail on the good things. Let's enjoy what God gave us yeah. and, and keep them in their place. But let's enjoy them. I think I would probably fa- fall down on the side more that we've made sports too much of a God. Like okay. I, I would probably lean more that direction than you do. Okay. Um, just because I've seen how much people have allowed it to cause them to make unhealthy decisions and their time with their family mm. and uh, their, their mm. kids success has become so success in sports mm-hmm. have become mm-hmm. so sure. incredibly important mm-hmm. to their, but if it wasn't sports, it would have been something else, right? True. It yep. would have been music. Yep. Another good thing yep. that you can do the same. It yeah. would have, I, I just, I think sometimes we, we pick on the sort of the thing that it turned out to be that they chose instead. Right. And not not the deeper problem that was inherent in that, you know, whether we're going to talk about gambling here and later. Yeah. In this, I, I, it would have been something else. Fashion, you can music, you can you can video do games, video games. Yep. You can pick anything you want. Yeah. And of and, and you see people go down that road. Uh, we can pick food, right? We could do yeah. a whole podcast just on the music. You look at my food. stomach when you said that. I don't, <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I just think feel you, a little judged over here. Yeah, right, right. You would, you could, you could point pets out in my like, like yeah. upland hunting dogs, right? Yeah. You could talk to me about how I'm out of control with that or something. Yeah. You'd be wrong, I, but you could mention it. <laughs> and I, I just when we pick on sports, there's something deeper. It's not. Sports. Yeah. Right? So probably you should pick a losing team so that you don't get quite there so you go. tempted that, to. Maybe that's why I have this in balance so perfectly in my it's life. It's wisdom that makes you <laughs> cheer for wisdom. the Broncos. Right. Christians are Broncos fans. You should so try to lose. that's probably why. Okay. Right, right. Oh, really? <laughs> that's, uh, I don't yeah. think that's true. Yeah, well. Uh, 
Okay, I want to play a video for you that is a David Platt video. Oh. Um, I've, I've read David Platt's books and I watch his sermons. I, I hesitate a little bit because he has a temptation of being a little legalistic and yeah. judgmental and yeah. harsh at sometimes. And about half of his sermons, I'm like, I don't know if I would have gone that yeah. far. But, right. uh, but this is what he says about Christians and sports. Imagine for a moment that you live in another country, one completely foreign to this one. And you have an opportunity one fall to spend a week in Birmingham. So you come on a Sunday morning and you observe many people, maybe even most, slowly rising to make their way to a building they call a church. They groggily approach that building for some sort of ceremony. Clearly, whatever happens at the beginning of that ceremony is not that important because most of the people don't come until after it has started. I'm not looking at anybody. (laughs) Just saying. And so you watch them file in (laughs) and begin to mouth the words to songs, many of them almost expressionless, virtually emotionless, after which they sit down and passively listen to someone talk to them for a period of time. You notice people starting to get a bit fidgety, uneasy, as the time for the ceremony to end approaches. When it's finally over, they quickly walk out. But as you walk with them, you listen to them, and you hear many of them talking with one another about something that in had this happened scenario, the this foreigner doesn't know what a church surface is. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then laugh right. as they recount another ceremony they'd been to, apparently a bit more interesting than this one. A ceremony that happens apparently on Saturdays. In fact, the rest of the week, that's almost all you hear people talking about, the coming Saturday ceremony. Even the people who were at the Sunday ceremony are strangely silent about what they heard and sang about there but very enthusiastic about the Saturday that can't seem to get here soon enough. So as your curiosity is piqued, you begin to eagerly anticipate the coming Saturday ceremony with them. That Saturday comes, and you see people wake up and leave their houses dressed in some sort of outfit that they love to wear for these types of days. Many of them drive out of the city, some an hour west, others a couple of hours south where they gather together on what they call hallowed grounds for the Saturday ceremony. They get there early for this ceremony, way early, where they eat and drink and laugh and play, not just with their family or with their friends, but with complete strangers. You've never seen community like this. And when the time comes, they all, tens of thousands of them, enter a shrine together. You can't think of another word for it. Mm. Where they raise their voices with passion, to applaud some sort of assembly of children they don't know playing a game on a field. Children. (laughs) As that game begins, they shout and chant and sing until they virtually lose their voices with far more passion than the previous Sunday ceremony for sure. People don't look at their watches at this ceremony. They're so engulfed in what they're seeing and experiencing that they actually get excited when it goes into what they call overtime because going like long like this is a sign of a really exciting game. And the fun doesn't end after the ceremony is over anyway. When the boys that everybody has been cheering for win the game, the celebration has only begun. Yeah, uh, Alabama definitely college football. However, I heard— yeah. Saban, is that his name? Yeah, Saban just retired. retired. Dang. Yeah, Saban just done. That- I, I actually spent quite a bit of time in Alabama, and oh man, it is, it's a big source, but it's re- Alabama football. Holy cow. It's, it's a worship environment. Oh, it's something. But yeah, I think he's done. The whole time he was, he was talking about that, I was sitting here thinking, 
that sounds awesome to me. Like yeah. he's talking about it like a negative yeah. thing. Yeah. The the community, the fellowship, right, the excitement right, right, that right. that brings together. Like it's cool to have that as a community. Mm-hmm. There are things that all really strong communities have in yeah. common that they it's like well, this is what makes us us this is why mm-hmm. mitch and grant mitch is the guy behind the camera by the way or grant is the guy behind the camera uh are always making fun of us because we say my team beat your team yeah as yeah. if we have some yeah, ownership right. or something <laughs> exactly like, um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it does create this like fellowship yeah. this camaraderie so there's yeah, some sure. value there but have we allowed it to become too important, too valuable to us. You know, sure, we we can make that case. I I it, in the sense you you like you said before, <clears throat> time, effort, energy, you know, all should be priority for God first, right? Yeah. No, it, we, yeah, I preached I preached that sermon. Yeah, right. Uh, but let's. I think you have to address this with reality. Sunday morning church it's 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 god did not design it it, it it's not going to be a rah rah every time it mm-hmm. it's a it's a habit mm-hmm. it's a reverent humility you say habit like a good thing like yeah. it should be a habit yeah. yeah it's 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 meant not to be it's actually meant to have a little bit of ritual to it mm-hmm. and a little bit of uh mundane yeah. yeah, mundane reflection. It's not to compare it to a ball game. Uh, you know, if 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 you, you, how old are your kids now? Seven and four. Seven and four. So have you have they experienced sports yet? Have you yeah. experienced Washington sports? We do the soccer field? Well, they run around in that group of kids. Yeah, that yeah, camp, yeah. Right, the ball right. of kids. Well, when one of them breaks out and kicks a go, uh, a ball, yeah. and you get a goal, you'll experience a joy that's different than church was intended to get you to experience huh. every week. Yeah. It's it's to compare the two in our external reactions to the two is right. really false. Yeah. It's really come on, you know. The emotions they produce should be different. Yeah, yeah. It should be different. And 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 the depth that we experience over time with Christ in worship, you sports don't do that. Yeah. And and so I, I just I I've preached the sermon like this yeah. right and I I know where he's going. You want to get people to show up on time and engage more fully and all that, but I don't I don't I don't know that the way to do that. You can make a point to sports. The way to do that is not to diminish the joy we have for our football team or yeah. whatever. Like that's not the issue. Right? Yeah, I think though that the um, the argument he would make, and I I want to make a little bit, is when when the loyalty to one infringes on the loyalty, loyalty to another to the other. tries to yeah. pull away the, the dedication you have to one, because you said, yeah, you should make church a habit. Um, however, most don't. Yeah. And largely yeah. it's because I'm traveling with my kids to sporting events yeah. and um, yeah. they're on a club team that requires them to be on the road every day. So church yeah. got the boot and not the yeah. other. Yeah. Um, Paul says everything is permissible to me, but, uh, I will not be mastered by anything. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of this big, and I'm not, yeah, sure. you've preached that sermon, but uh, it's kind of this, when it is taking away your loyalty to God, yeah. then it's gone too far. And I would say that in many cases, more so, in my opinion, more so I've seen it in kids sports yeah. and in high school sports. I've seen that happen more than I have in uh, professional sports or watching sports mm-hmm. on TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the, um, we don't want our kids to miss out on opportunity. Yep. Right. 
And th- there's so much pressure now on parents uh, to provide, and and there's a deeper issue there than just sports mm-hmm. uh, around how we're going to raise our children in today's world. Mm-hmm. And so you feel pressured into that. And frankly, sometimes a local church has not yet persuaded somebody that raising their children with the habit of church is actually more beneficial to their future yeah. than having created a, a, a positive experience that sports can provide. So I, I, I agree with you, I think. Yeah. I, 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 again, I would say let's not just criticize sports, but let's criticize, let's understand the deeper understanding of why somebody's making a poor choice that way. Uh, so, yeah. I, I kind of want to tip my hand on something too that's going to be a little bit unpopular and it's college sports. And I'm not talking about the college sports you watch on TV. I'm talking about your uh, small university that has a sports team that's going to give your kid $500 in scholarship to go spend $70,000 on school. It's just yeah. a marketing scheme. Yeah, it's a scheme. I, I sure. worked at a university where we had Oklahoma Wesleyan University, big fan of the university. But when I was there, they have like 70% of your population on campus are there almost entirely for a sport mm-hmm. that they're barely going to see the field mm-hmm. that they're, um, it's it's pretty much a job that they have to work every single day mm-hmm. and they're being paid less than minimum wage because the scholarship they're getting as a result yeah. is like no money at all. I'm like, yeah. And we've done all this because we have created in our kids. I'm talking in extreme terms. I'm pa- overly passionate about this topic yeah, because I've clearly. seen it. I've seen it cause pain in so many <laughs> college students lives yeah. because they went with this fantasy that they were going to be the star of their team. They were going to become the, uh, Super Bowl winning quarterback. I mean, they were all going to make it to pro- professional sports. I yeah. have uh, a friend who is a college soccer player at a small co- I got to be careful at a small college. And he is convinced he's going to be a yeah. professional soccer player. I'm like, you're at a small college and yeah. you're not even the best on your team. Like yeah. it's just not going to happen, but yeah. we've fantasized and we raise our kids all the way from what mm-hmm. the seven-year-old soccer team mm-hmm. to this fantasy to college. And at some point their life has to fall apart because this fantasy has to die mm-hmm. because 0.00001% of them yeah. are going to actually have their fantasy fulfilled. Yeah. And, yeah. You're on. I've seen it. You're I, I'm, I played college basketball. Mm-hmm. You're going to tell me about the glory days. No, oh. <laughs> no. My, my scholarship was, Maybe twenty five, thirty percent of what the tuition and yeah. board costs. So I, I, you know, I get that. I sacrificed a lot. You know, those five a.m. practices and then the five p.m. practice, and you, you're exhausted. And I, I'll never forget. I just did it one year because of that, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh wait a minute, you know, in high school they said, hey, you might play some semi pro ball. Mm-hmm. You're going to be pretty awesome, and that just drove me, drove yeah. me. And 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 at some point through college, just wait a minute, mm-hmm. no. This isn't fun anymore. And this this isn't that big. I, I remember my grandfather setting me down. And I did not have one of those grandpas that like, you know, played you know with you or whatever. Yeah. Right? It was yeah. just this goofy old man. Did you no. say you know? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Uno. It's Uno. called Uno. <laughs> he doesn't okay. speak Spanish, by the way. That's the number one. I'm learning. 
<laughs> one word at a time. So I I remember he sets me down though, because he was just kind of this like serious talk kind of grandpa. Mm-hmm. This 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 friend. And he just he said, Wes, I hear you're quite a basketball player. And of course, I'm not gonna disagree, right? Like, yeah, obviously. Yeah. He says, you know, God didn't create you to spend your life bouncing around ball. And then he just left. Mm. Right. And I didn't really like that conversation at the time. I was a senior in high school and all that, but like two or three years later, like, Oh yeah. Yeah. He was actually right. And this, I I got this out of whack. I I agree, man. I agree. Totally. I, in terms of it can get that way and it does, you know, hurt. It causes a lot of hurt. Uh, Again, I would say, it's not necessarily sport that's the problem. Yeah. It's what we've made and can make sport, right? So, yeah. Yeah. So, usually where our passions are, our money follows. Yeah. And when you're passionate about something, you put your treasure there and mm-hmm. and uh, support that. And how that is playing out in our culture right now is sports betting is growing mm-hmm. at crazy rates, like mm-hmm. exponentially growing. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's become a form of online entertainment mm-hmm. uh, and just about everybody I know is doing some sports betting on like one of the 95 new sports betting websites. Everybody's mm-hmm. releasing one. And um, so the, the question then becomes, okay, I mean, I'm pretty sure the Wesleyan church I grew up in said any betting at all is sin. We right. couldn't have a raffle in right. our church right. lobby because then we're going right. to hell. Bingo was a no go. Oh yeah. No <laughs> cards or any of that right. stuff. And so now right. we've gone to where I'm pretty sure most of my friends are doing sports betting yeah. Yeah. online. And so that pendulum has swung. You can't have any financial conversation according to any Sunday school superintendent uh, without referencing Dave Ramsey. Mr. Ramsey. So we hey, got to bring, bring him into the conversation. Today's question comes from Jason in Illinois. Jason writes, my question is about income from a side hustle. I recently began sports betting and have built up a bankroll of about $4,000. So his side hustle is gambling. My wife and I have about $55,000 in total debt, excluding the house. We earn about 61 grand a year. I'm a saver, said the gambler. My wife is a spender. We don't have a budget and need an additional 500 bucks to cover our bills for the month. I have agreed to withdraw. This is my favorite sentence I've ever read on the show. I have agreed to withdraw 250 bucks a month from my sports betting account to help cover our shortage, but my wife would prefer I liquidate the account. Dave, what should I do? <laughs> oh, man, this is a real person. <laughs> Oh, man. There's a human out there Dave, that really asked that. <laughs> if we don't say something stupid, we're going to be employed forever. <laughs> forever. Oh, oh man. All right. So, I'll, Jason, you're not a Jason, you're not from the South. Around the South, we would say, bless your heart. Bless your heart. <laughs> so, number one, uh, gambling is not a side hustle. Because <laughs> you're not that good, you prideful, arrogant little jerk. It's an addiction. Okay. <laughs> it's an addiction. Number two, you're not a saver. Hey, for MC doesn't mince words. You're a no. gambler. I, 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 sometimes, like this guy sounds like he he thinks he's not playing. He he thinks he's so good at it that it's a guaranteed income. Yes, that's what I meant by you arrogant, prideful little jerk. That's what I was saying. Yeah, he, he, there's an arrogance that goes with this type of addiction 
that he thinks he's the exception of the rule, and he thinks that MGM Grand was built by Santa Claus instead of by betters who lost their butts to Caesar. (laughs) Right, in his palace, yes. So liquidate this immediately, all 4000 Put all $4,000, close all of your sports betting accounts, take your wife out for a cheap meal and say you are sorry and that you have lied to her and you've been dishonest and you're going to go get help. And then go get a second job that you work for and that pays you every time. And you earn money and stuff. I feel like they made a lot of assumptions yeah, about that guy. They kinda, they kinda, <laughs> yeah. Because he does some betting does yeah, not mean he's necessarily right, addicted right, to it. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, he might not be up for husband of the year or <laughs> he might not be like the Dave's Ramsey poster child, but I think they might have got a little farther. It is so. funny. You saw <laughs> it, the, the funniest part about that to me was that this guy was gracious enough to give his wife $250 yeah, a month to pay exactly. their debt. Some out like, of his betting fund. <laughs> Yeah, we might want to watch that again when we talk about marriage. (laughs) There's a couple of things we could talk about there. (laughs) I think Dave Ramsey, though, it seems like, at least from that clip, that would draw the hard line, black and white, no betting, it's all wrong. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't, I don't know. But uh, I have a strong hesitation to ever creating those just firm, unless scripture overtly says it's a sin. I hate it whenever we try to add to scripture and create rules that are not written there. And so I get it. I'm all for wisdom Mm -hmm. and moderation and um, balance in our lives that's valuable. Mm -hmm. But just creating an across the board, it's always sin. And if you do any betting, betting, then you're obviously addicted to it. Mm -hmm. Like, no, I mean, this is the same. In my mind, this is the exact same conversation as alcohol. Mm -hmm. So I got to be careful about having it because that's kind of hot topic in our denomination. But um if if you're just creating a rule because you're trying to keep the extremists from going too far, then you're holding you're creating um, a rule that God intentionally did not create. He had the option yeah. of writing that rule when he's yeah. creating his ten commandments. He could have added an eleventh that said yeah. no gambling. Yeah. He could have added an eleventh that said no drinking. Right. Uh, he obviously did not do that, and so I have to put my opinion about it. What is a wise rule to place on your life and say, for some reason, God didn't create that rule. And so if I feel called to not do this, then um, I will choose not to. And my family will choose not to because is the head of our house, but I'm not going to enforce my, what I feel God is calling me to on everybody else. And I would add, if I feel like there are those in my circle of influence that struggle, yes, then for their sake, I'll, it'll become a law. It'll become law in my life, right? right? Yep. Like I'll do that for those that I would might influence. It become yeah. law in my life, and 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 so you you would know this that as a ordained clergy in the Wesleyan Church, we we have chosen you know so that that I'm not a regular in Vegas doing all kinds of. St- stuff because of the circle of influence I have as a superintendent, right? I don't, I don't know that that would be good. Uh, so we've, we've agreed on some things. I, man, law doesn't work, mm, right. right? Law just doesn't really work. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, 
I, I sometimes I think of Dave Ramsey as like the no fun person when we only time when we talk about money, and and I he's that's he's done a lot of good and 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 he's actually had a positive impact in my life. So I, I want to be balanced. But in this discussion, whether it's sports or sports betting, mm-hmm. I, I want to take the position of let's let's understand the underlying cause and be a little smarter mm-hmm. than just law. Just like betting's bad, sports is out of control and it's bad. It's all bad. You know, no, you know. I, I, I bet on something the other day. Mm-hmm. I'll just admit that. Okay. It wasn't uh, a sports financial bet. It was, uh, it was actually the Kansas Kentucky game. Okay. Uh, earlier in this season, yeah, it worked out for uh-huh. me. <laughs> but it, and the bet was, I'll do this if you know your team wins, and you'll do this if if your team wins. One of those kind of bets. Yeah. Uh, it was fun. It made the game more interesting. You have more buy-in. Yeah, you got yeah. more buy-in. It was fun. I, it, you know, it, it, it didn't involve something that would lead to addiction on my part. I was wise about it. Uh, at least it hasn't led to addiction yet this year. So good. Uh, but I, I just, yeah, the law, law doesn't work. Yeah, it, 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 we, we can self-restrain ourselves based on God's call. But so, uh, are you naturally a? Do you have a naturally an addictive personality? Are you the type that? can get into something and just I think I can stop. Up. Yeah. 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 I feel like uh for the most part that's not been an issue in my life. I yeah. you know, uh there's there's been a thing here or there that say, hey, this is a little bit uh this is a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. You know, uh you you could talk about uh my passion for horse training and uh you could talk about some some hunting that I've done and some of those kind of things. And we all have to be mindful of what can get out of hand. Right. But, but for the most part, no, but I, but I have friends who do. Yeah. And we got to be careful. I think that's the valuable thing is knowing yourself and know what your tendencies are. Yeah. I'm, my tendencies go the opposite direction. I'm, I do not have an addictive personality. In fact, yeah. I'm like overly conscious of how my, I spend my time, overly mm-hmm. conscious about how I spend my money. Mm-hmm. Like I can go the opposite extreme and be too legalistic with yeah. stuff and not allow myself to have a little bit of fun. Yeah. Uh, I would never gamble just yeah. not because I'm judging anybody for it because I'm cheap yeah. and, and it doesn't yeah. sound fun enough yeah. for me to sacrifice right. my money. Right. And so right. Um, right. I think knowing your tendencies mm-hmm. and knowing how you could fall into temptation, this is what happens with alcoholism mm-hmm. is somebody doesn't recognize yeah. or allows them to go too far with it. Yeah. And so um, there has to be some wisdom there. I think you, you're talking about law doesn't work. A great example for me is when all this stuff about the sex abuse in the Catholic church and all these priests were found out to have been done mm-hmm. all these terrible things. Mm-hmm. My first reaction was, well, duh. Yeah. You you forced a law on people that God didn't put on them and they didn't yeah. um they weren't called to. I understand the idea of celibacy, mm-hmm. but forcing all uh, that larger group of men yeah. into celibacy going to be tough. You're just asking for It'll be tough. A pain as a result of mm-hmm. that legalism that you created. Mm-hmm. And um mm-hmm. and so I'm not saying I'm not saying anything about Catholics. I just feel like we've got to be careful about creating a law that God didn't create because we are going to have unintended, unintended consequences that we can't predict. And if that consequence is uh, pedophilia or whatever it is, because we enforced, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They can't get married. Um, Monasticism. No. You start with an M on something. I don't think it's that word. Where a priest can't get married. Celibacy. Celibacy. Or we force celibacy on people that aren't called to celibacy. Yeah. Uh, we're just inviting yeah. problems when we 
create law that God didn't create. Yeah. Yeah. I, you're exactly right. We have to be very careful. I, I think of food mm. uh, in, in this conversation. God, God made it so that we have to eat to live. And yet food can be so incredibly destructive. Mm. Gambling can be, God didn't create gambling for us to live, but it's one of those things. Sports, all the good things in life, you just be careful. Yeah. You just use wisdom. You live with wisdom. And when we don't live with wisdom, then we we have to be restrained. You're going to hate this analogy, mm. but I train animals, right? Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, well, it's wonderful. <laughs> and and we learn a lot through the training of our horses and our dogs, and you should try it. It's the best. But like how they have no soul or conscience. It's, or- <laughs> it's, it's when, when the more a, a, a horse that I'm training will choose to do something that's in his best interest, mm. the more freedom I give him, right? Mm. So, in essence, the the wiser he gets, the the more freedom he gets. Mm. And I, I think in so many ways, God has the. You could the, make that same analogy with kids. You know, you don't have you to could. bring horses into you it. You could, but, but <laughs> horses is just better. See, so, but they, they just the more God has has sown wisdom in my heart. Mm the more freedom I can have. Yeah. See, and so I think the more, the more immature and, and, and the more I'm operating in life without wisdom, the more I need law, the more I need lots of no's in my life. Right. Uh, gambling sports. I just need hard boundaries and no's. And you mentioned, you can take numbers of things. Food is the reason I bring food up, but the more I start to live with wisdom and discipline, the more mature I become as a Christ follower, the less I need rules. Yeah. The more, the more free I could be to gamble on the Jayhawks game. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, be a fan of whatever sports team. This freedom comes with that. And so I, I hope God is doing in me as I, as I get a little older now. I think that's part of the wisdom in telling people that they can't do certain things until certain ages, like yeah, putting yeah. a restriction on drinking right. until 21 or right. smoking or, or right. whatever it is. I, I right. feel like those restrictions are wise because mm. number one, our brains are not yet developed. Yeah. Our bodies can't handle it like we can yeah. later in life. But at the same time, it allow, allows time for wisdom to be developed. Yeah. The other day, my kid goes, I'm going to, I can't remember how he said it, but he was like, I can't wait till I'm adult an adult so like till I can do everything I want to do. Yeah. And I'm just like, that is an immature. That's yeah. what you yeah. think when you're yeah. younger. Right. And then you get older right. and you begin to realize right. I could do yeah. a lot of things yeah. that I yeah. recognize now I don't want to yeah. do. It was really great that at 16, I could only afford to buy a car that could go 50 miles an hour top speed. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, is that a it, true story? It is a true That's story. Funny. Yeah. Like, like I, there's, if I could have afforded something that, I, I had a Ford Escort mm. that, man, that thing had to have like 70 horsepower total. Mm. And I did everything you can do mm. with the Ford Escort, but it wasn't much. And then I had an old 72 truck. Uh, man, if I could have afforded more, I would not be alive today. Right. Yep. Like, uh, thank God for his limitations on our lives yeah. uh, in so many ways. Yeah. So, yeah.
You, you, next time you tell that story, you should really start it off with, when I was 15, I got an escort. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got a Ford Escort. Yeah. 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 Oh. Age brings wisdom. And, and there yeah. are multiple things that I think it, it is valuable for us to say, mm-hmm. let's restrict this activity because we've recognized it's, it's potential for addiction or it's potential for, to cause pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think about things like guns or yeah. Yeah. Um, alcohol yeah. or drugs or... Uh, gambling, addictive mm-hmm. possible things. However, there's some things that you can't necessarily do that with, like eating. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. so what do we need? We need oversight. Yeah, We need wisdom from outside of us. We need yeah. an adult that yeah. can tell us, okay, don't yeah. eat sugar all the time. You've got to yeah. eat some greens yeah. and some meat. And wisdom sometimes is knowing where I need that accountability yeah. and where I don't need the accountability. There's yep. some areas in my life I need accountability on. There's some areas... I don't yep. need accountability. Yeah. This, right. Yeah. So yeah. For, for my wife and I, we've um, now for years had an accountability software on my computer. Yeah, sure. Cause I recognize my temptations mm-hmm. in life. And so mm-hmm. she has this program that takes a screenshot of my computer at, yeah. at, at random times. And, yeah. and so that boundary that is set that from, from that wisdom outside of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so we I use the analogy of eating. I'd say the same thing this, with sports. Yeah. Like we have, as parents, mm-hmm. we have the responsibility as the wise, um, the adults in the conversation mm-hmm. to recognize when it is becoming too pervasive, too mm-hmm. over, all in, uh, consuming in their lives. Yeah. And even though I have the desire to see my son better at soccer mm-hmm. um, so that I have that feeling of him scoring more goals, mm-hmm. I also have to moderate my emotional connection to seeing him score a goal Mm -hmm. to the balance of, well, he needs to study as well and he needs Mm -hmm. to do other things in his life. And this can't be all consuming because he's not going to be the next messy. My dad, one of our rules growing up is you can play on any team you want, any sport you want Sunday morning, you'll be in church. Mm. Yeah. And, and there was uh, for a little while, I was a halfway decent pitcher. Uh, this will be hard to imagine, but I was for for two years of my life. I was a really it's good. It's not pitcher. hard to imagine. Okay, that's just obvious. Well, <laughs> and and I remember an All Star game that was was a Sunday All Star game, mm. and uh, I remember the conversation to this day. Dad said, "You know, we made this commitment, and I know being the All Star pitcher would be a big deal, but don't don't we need to honor this commitment?" And yeah. we did, and whew. I missed the All-Star game, but I looking back on it now, it taught me something about priorities, right? Yeah. It taught me something about priorities. It's a valuable lesson. Yeah. And and I don't know. I'm not saying you, you never miss church to go to a thing, but I think as parents, man, you, you, you're teaching your kids what matters and what doesn't. Yeah. And, and this conversation has gotten a little bit harder because when I was in sports growing up, there was a rule in the schools, no oh, Wednesday yeah. night games yeah, and no Sunday, Sunday games. morning games. What ended yeah. up happening was all the club teams. Yeah. We we're like, Oh, opportunity. We'll do yeah. all our games on Wednesdays on and Sundays. Sundays. <laughs> right. right. So that right. boundary has not been created from somebody else. Right. It, we now have the heavier burden yeah. of creating the boundary when our friends Yeah are not creating that boundary yes. for their kids. Yes. And it's, it's a, it's a different conversation. It, when, when I was a long time ago when I was a kid. So long now. Ago. Yeah. Sage. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, now you almost can't even participate in a sport if yep. you aren't willing to give up some weekends. Now the sacrifice is bigger than me missing one all-star game. Yep. So let's be real with that. And, yep. and, and we don't expect 
I don't. Do you attend church fifty-two Sundays a year? No, I don't attend no. church fifty. So I'm so, not going to church this Sunday. Th- well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There's a conversation about this, and 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 we understand again. This isn't a law, right? You know, the idea of weekly church was not in the Ten Commandments either, right? right? Yep. So, but it's a conversation about priority. It's a conversation about uh, the place athletics and other activities will be in, in your life. Yep. So, Absolutely. yeah. Wisdom, balance, maturity. Wisdom. Yep. Yeah. Gain all wisdom. Yep. Gain all wisdom. And then, and then I'm free to, I'm free. Yep. Absolutely. So, yeah. Wherever you're watching this from, whatever situation you, maybe you found yourself in a place that something has gotten unbalanced, uh, an addiction, or you have spent too much time on something. Um, the goal is not to condemn you for that reality. The goal is to help you to recognize that something has gotten out of balance in your life and seek help, seek support, surround yourself with people who will hold you accountable and help you realize when you've gone overboard in something. Because the reality is it can cause a tremendous amount of pain. Tons of pain in our life is caused by people who have just allowed themselves to consume something too much, to do something too often. And so just build that boundary to to keep that pain from coming later in life. It's not a judgmental, uh, legalistic, you're you're sinning so you're going to go to hell um no it's more about let's avoid that unnecessary pain so surround yourself with people who can support you and that thank you for joining us today have a fun time watching the super bowl and you should know that jesus loves you unconditionally and he died to give you new life